Hey, this is Lowe with Soul Harbor, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and we deeply appreciate that. Welcome to today's show. I am Rick Schisler. I'm your host for the show. I'm a Silver Fox advisor and also the founder of One Best Consult. I appreciate your attendance today, as I said earlier, because we've got a lot of good information available to you because that's what we do. We share information. We introduce you, hopefully, to resources, ideas that you can use even today in your own business. That's my main objective, giving you something you can use, not just talk about. And the key thing here is the weekly business hour is where businesses really, Montgomery County, we started there seven years ago, and now businesses throughout the world listening to our program through the internet and the other resources we have, so we appreciate it. So we're going to talk about those ideas to improve your business, and we hope you will join us in this conversation that can, in my opinion, in many cases, make a real difference in your business. First of all, a quick shout out to our sponsor. Our sponsor is OneBestConsult.com. That's the number one, bestconsult.com. I encourage you to visit that website. We've designed that website to be a place where businesses can find what I like to call common sense business advice, and it's geared for small businesses. We have a community building there, so you get peer-to-peer. You put a question out, you put a challenge out there, and you get people to respond and say, well, I did this, I did that. This didn't work. Oh, no, you don't want to do that. You never know what you're going to hear. And then I'm also available through the website if you want a one-on-one mentoring situation, I can set you up, be glad to talk to you. So please visit the site. That's one, one, the number one, bestconsult.com. And I want to remind you that the show is being broadcast live on YouTube. Visit our YouTube channel at the Weekly Business Hour, and you can not only listen, but watch us in the studio here and our guest and what the discussion's going on. So go to YouTube. We're live right now. And if you have a question during the show or even after the show, just email it to me at onebestconsult at gmail.com. Love getting those questions, loving to hear your comments about the show. And remember, you can always send in a question about your business. I don't mind trying to answer those. At this point, it gets real, real easy. Just sit back, grab your pad and pencil, and get ready to take notes as we talk about everything business right here on the weekly business hour. And today, it's one of those what my dad used to call a red letter day. We're in the final chapter of talking about everything networking. And we have the consummate networker, in my opinion, the best networker I've ever met in my career. Stacey Harris is with us again today for our third installment. Welcome, Stacey. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Well, glad to have you back. As uh, you and I were talking about before we went on the air, I listened back to the previous two shows, and I I think we're putting together a three-part series, Soup to Nuts, that Mm -hmm. put together in a podcast, and people can listen from beginning to end, about 20-minute segments, three Mm -hmm. of them and learn a lot about networking from soup to nuts. Well, NIA, that's your baby, right? Yes, Network in Action. Network in Action. You've Mm -hmm. got uh, now five different groups here in the greater Montgomery County area. What happened in Network in Action this week? You know, we had a busy week last week. We had uh, three events, but probably the the main one would be that we had our official launch of our um, newest group, My Fifth Franchise. That was on Tuesday. We had about 40 people that came out. Um, veteran members and then the new members of that group and to support them. And we just had a great time together and so excited about this newest group. 
that were getting off the ground. So you yeah. had your official ribbon-cutting kickoff the for the fifth group. official launch of it, yes. yes. Well, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And that's just a tribute to you in NIA, the structure they provide, that you've been able to expand to five professional networking groups. That's wonderful. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you. Very proud. Well, let's get into talking about networking. As I told you, I was listening to uh, to our previous two shows, and there were some things that particularly we kind of st- took a shortcut last week and mm-hmm. ran out of time, which, which happens. And we were talking about that important characteristic of making an, a good impression, that mm-hmm. first impression, that what is it, that first few seconds we all have? Seven seconds. We Whoa. have seven seconds to make a good first impression. Scary. So it is very scary. So that's why it is so important to uh, go into into that situation with a plan of how you're going to make a good first impression. So no. that was really the reason I kind of put together this formula. Well, it's a wonderful formula, and Thank we kind of, again, we were ran out of time. We were a little short, and you came up with, gosh, about seven or eight different things that mm-hmm. were important reminders when we go into that. And two of them that, that stood out to me that we didn't touch on mm-hmm. was being positive and paying attention. You know, when I go to a networking event, yeah. it's true for all of us, especially if it's in the evening mm-hmm. or if it's the middle of the day. If I've been working hard, I've been in the middle of my business uh, making it happen, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm kind of tired but we got to go into those meetings uh, with a whole new attitude, don't we? Yes, we do. We really have to check everything at the door. You know, I always say when you pull up in the parking lot, take three deep breaths while you're still sitting in your car, grab your business cards, make sure you have what you need with you and whatever is distracting you, bothering you, um, you know, wherever your attention has been the rest of the day, you got to leave that in the car before you walk into the event so that you can really go in there and be plugged in and be looking for and finding, you know, the people that you're wanting to find. And the big thing with being positive is, you know, we've all been around people who are like a moth to a flame. You know, you they attract people. And then we've all been around people who we can't get away from them fast enough. And most of the time, if you think about it, the people that you're attracted to, they're positive people. They're happy people. They laugh a lot. They smile. They make you feel welcome. And it is so important to be positive when you walk into these networking situations. And and by that, I mean, be very conscious of your language. You know, not only the body language that you display to people, but also um, what you're saying. Don't go in complaining about being up all night with the kids or the dog threw up on the carpet on the way out the door. Or, you know, you have this employee that's driving you crazy. You just, you, you don't want to talk about those things. Don't complain about the traffic. We live in Houston. We know there's traffic. We all know that. So um, when you go into these situations, don't complain about anything. Make sure that everything you say is very positive. Compliment people. Compliment the event. Find something good to say. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> that old reminder, Just right? Just and smile. Yeah. Well, you, you know, the picture, the mental picture I get, and, I, and I'll share this because I've, I've done this uh, I, I, maybe by accident, but the idea is I go into, into a group, into a networking meeting, and, and make the assumption that the the, the it's been 30 minutes into the time limit. So mm-hmm. there are people there, they're conversing. And if you stand back and just look around the room, uh-huh. you find those kind of people you're talking about, yes. the ones that are Absolutely. really good at it mm-hmm. because they have an audience. They do. And then others yep, are standing around kind of looking at the ceiling, uh-huh. uh, their feet, the wall. But you can tell, and there's a lot to learn from mm-hmm. those people. There is. Yes, there is, just by observing when you walk in. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's That's amazing. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. you're listening and you don't believe what we're saying about this or what Stacy's trying to tell you, yeah. just walk in. 
take a breath and look around and you'll see the ones that know what they're doing typically mm -hmm. in a networking thing. You well, will. the other thing was pay attention. Yes. Okay, I'm tired. I'm complaining about the traffic, which is what I right. always complain about, right? <laughs> as late as yesterday, but we won't go there. Yeah. Uh, stay north of Not anymore, Rick. You're not no, going to do that anymore, just, just, are you? Just got to zone it out, yeah. like you say. <laughs> Paying attention. Talk about that. It is just so important that when you are engaging with someone that you pay attention to what they are, are telling you. It's very distracting if you are talking to someone and their eyes are darting around the room. You know, it makes you feel like there must be somewhere else they want to be or somebody else they want to talk to. And when you are engaging with somebody on a level like this, I always say there's, you know, at that moment in time, there's nobody else that's more important in the room than the person right in front of you. And, you know, that's just being a good human being, a lot of it. I mean, that is just showing respect from one person to another and paying attention. But also listening to what they're telling you, and we talked about this a little bit in our first segment, of it's amazing what people will convey to you, what they will tell you about their needs, their wants, their dreams, their hopes for their business. And a lot of times the things that they tell you, there are needs that you can meet immediately and help them. And that is a right away that's going to establish a great relationship between the two of you. It's going to be a great foundation for a relationship to, to blossom from that point on. When we can meet people's needs, that's what we're all looking for. What are the solutions to our problems and who are the people that can help us find those solutions? And if we pay attention to what people are telling us and, and we remember what they have told us, especially in our follow-up and things like that, it makes people know that you really were listening to them, you're connecting with them, and that you were interested in them as a person. Well, it makes a lot of sense. And a lot of this really is common sense, it right? It is. Uh -huh. But folks don't stop to think about it. And, uh, no. Great characteristics. Mm -hmm. Well, let's, let's kind of move on. You're yes. Referral partner, right? We're, we're going to mm -hmm. connect with people and whether we're going to do direct business with them. But a lot of times we're looking for people to refer back and forth. Uh-huh. Let's talk about what do we yes. do? We want to build a good referral partner. Yeah, you know, people people network, obviously, because they want to get business out of it. You know, it's to build friendships and relationships. But we're also not doing it for our health. We're doing it to help us make money and to be successful in business. And But I think my biggest frustration a lot of times with people – when they talk about networking, they talk about it negatively of, oh, I went to that networking event. I didn't get anything out of it. And that is so the wrong attitude to go into, into that situation um, because you need to think about how you can educate people, how you can help them. It, it, it is your responsibility to teach people how to refer you. It is not their responsibility to figure out what you do. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Okay. And I think it's one of the biggest... Uh, areas that people fall down. Yes. I mean, we attend the event, we make the contact, we mm -hmm. behave, we clean up, we're not negative, right. all the things you talk about. Right. But then we just figure they know what we're doing because yes. we tell them what the business is. Right, right. And so, it, it isn't true. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not. So, you know, the big thing is really identify to people who um, are, you need to go in knowing who is a good referral partner for you. So, for example, if you're a financial advisor you want to look for people who are looking to work with the same kind of clientele that you are, but they're not in a competing industry. So if I'm a financial advisor, a great referral partner for me naturally is going to be a business attorney, an estate planning attorney, a banker, because these are all people who are already, even a mortgage person, um, these are people who are already talking to people about their money. And so it's a very natural um, turn to the conversation as these people are talking, you know, to this, this potential client about their financial situation to say, 
do you have a financial advisor or you need a good financial advisor and this is who I know. So if I'm a financial advisor and I'm walking into a networking situation, I need to think ahead of time before I walk in, I'm looking to meet a banker, an attorney, a mortgage person, you know, and, and that you have that on your mind. And when people ask you, you know, who do you need to meet? You can tell them, this is who I need to meet. These are good contacts for me. Right. And you need to explain the the one thing, of course, this kind of falls back on what I do as a mentor and advisor is really, you know, creating your business and being able to explain why I'm different at what I do. Mm -hmm. In other words, why we are so good. And I spend a lot of time because it's difficult for many people Mm -hmm. to determine I'm a plumber. Okay. Why am I a better plumber than the guy down the street? Or I'm a mover. We were talking about movers Mm -hmm. earlier. And I think it's important that folks sort of sort it out and be able to convey that very succinctly, very Mm -hmm. easily. It is. Well, we've got about a minute left in this segment. You've got Mm -hmm. some other things like provide value before you try to get referrals. I mean, that's a keystone to me. It is. And, but people don't think about it. You know, we, people will tend to go into a networking situation going, what can I get out of this instead of what can I contribute to this? And, and it is such a, it's such a subtle mind shift, but it makes such a big difference. If when every time before you walk into a networking situation, you say, I'm going to go in looking for an opportunity to provide value to somebody that I talk to to somebody that I meet. And that could be not even necessarily referral, but suggestion of a good book that would be helpful to this person in their industry or a mentor or um, a great website that pertains to a subject that you've talked about. Um, But give them value and show them that you're a person who has listened to what they've said and you're trying to help them out. Right. You show a true interest in what they're doing. In what they're doing, yes. Right. And Mm -hmm. that gets us all excited if people are interested in what we're doing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're at the end of our first segment today. Time just whizzes by when you're really enjoying yourself and talking about useful things. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll continue talking about that good referral partner, but most importantly then, maintaining that network. Mm-hmm. Kind of close with that, because once you have it, you got to keep it. Yes. So please stay with us, and we'll be right back with you. and news you can use, join us on the Weekly Business Hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936 647 3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research. By utilizing a holistic, multi level approach, Extension Family and Community Health Programs encourage health and well being for everyone, addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science based information. Extension programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. This is Rick TRC. Every Tuesday on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star from 3 to 7, I play back-to-back classic rock hits. That's right. I like to call it a two-for-Tuesday or a three-for-whatever it is you'd like. Call the request line, 936-647-3776, or message me on Facebook, Afternoons with Lone Star, make a music request. That's right, you can do it. Here's what else. Go over to our website, IRLoneStar.com. Get the app on your phone. 
It's easy. You'll like it. It's all about business on the Weekly Business Hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and we're having a soup to nuts conversation here about everything networking with Stacey Harris. Uh, we're kind of winding down. This is our third and final episode, yeah. uh, and this is our final segment. So we got to do a great job the next 12, 15 minutes. <laughs> we got right? a lot of stuff to cover. <laughs> we got to close it out right, and I know you will do that. Thank you. Well, when we went to break, we were talking about building that healthy network and some of the key things, and. Uh, I guess we dropped, uh, the conversation ended where we were talking about providing value to the other person. Mm-hmm. Again, something I feel is is, the, is one of the key building blocks of building referral. Yes. Uh, let's talk about some other things about, say, educating uh, the, the partner. Mm-hmm. And kind of, I guess we sort of touched on that. We did. Uh, but some of the other things, like identifying the ideal customer, making that plan. Mm-hmm. Let's kind of wind that segment up. Because I really want to talk about maintaining the referral network. Okay, we'll get to right? that. Yes. Yeah. You know, again, just be sure when you are talking to somebody that in the engagement that you have with them, that you let them know who is a good referral partner for you, that you have identified that. And then that really leads into identifying your ideal customer. So I have a, you know, my, my personal business attorney, I know the things that he specializes in are people who are getting ready to sign a contract he loves to work with family, family-owned businesses where, you know, mom and dad started the business and they're transitioning over to son and daughter, that kind of thing. So he's been very clear with me of, Stacy, when you talk to people and they say this or that, you hear this phrase, think of me. And that's how we need to educate everybody and really be that, um, that honed in on who is our ideal customer. Don't ever say, well, anybody, because that doesn't bring anybody to mind. But when you say, I'm looking for a family-owned business, then we all can think of people that that might apply to. So does that You know, one sense? of the things, no, that makes a lot of sense. And one of the things, I'm sitting here watching you and, and listening, and, and I'm kind of drawing the picture because I'm a visual person. The idea that you go into a networking event and you meet somebody for the first time mm-hmm. and you're, you know, following your guidance that you've given us and we're doing good, we're building relationship. A lot of times when you reach the point of really getting into the ideal customer, mm-hmm. that's not going to happen the first time you meet somebody. Right. Not to any extent. Mm-hmm. There's no depth to it. Right. It's not like we walk in with a checklist of 28 things and we're going to get through all of that's them. That's right. Mm-hmm. By standing there talking to somebody for five minutes. Uh-huh. So the idea that I need to have also is the follow-up. That's right. When's the next time we're yes. going to visit? Yeah, and that's part of that next step of make a plan. Yeah. You know, decide when are you going to get together? How can, you know, can we, I've really enjoyed visiting with you. I would love to continue this conversation. Can we get together for coffee or for lunch? Can I have you come up to my office? But make a plan. And I think one of the best things that you can do is ask people how you would like for them uh, to be communicated with. So I always ask people if they give me your business card. Okay, is this your cell number that's on here? Yes. Okay. Is it all right for me to text you or do you prefer that I email you? Because we talked about before how fewer and fewer people are actually reading their emails. So, um, you know, or is your office phone the best way to get in touch with you? Should I make this appointment with your admin? But, but, you know, go ahead and get it uh, communicated back and forth to each other about how you can really talk to each other and be able to to formulate a plan. If you can, while you're standing there, I'm, you know, most people these days, they have their calendar in their phone. Just ask somebody, hey, I've really enjoyed visiting with you. I, I want to continue this conversation. If you have your calendar handy, could we go ahead and get something booked in the next couple of weeks? Just go ahead and do it then. Don't put it off. Why put off 
today, which, you know, why put off till tomorrow, which you can do today. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think the key thing is that when you go into that networking event, it's, it's more, it's like prospecting for mm-hmm. customers or clients. Yes. And so keep that mindset that mm-hmm. I'm going to try to identify who potentially would be a good referral source who mm-hmm. wants to be some qualifying things yes. and not get all rushed about trying, well, and then the idea is to identify somebody I like, I connect mm-hmm. with, they would have that, so that when we follow up and we sit down one-on-one, then right. we can really dig We've into We've got this a great stuff. foundation already right. when you start out, yeah. And I make it a goal personally when I go to a networking event, kind of depending on what it is, I give myself a number. I'm going to leave this event with three appointments on the calendar that I don't have yet. You know, when I've walked into it, by the time I walk out of here, I'm going to have three appointments on the calendar or five or, you know, set the number, be be realistic for you. But, um, you know, usually for me, it's three to five is what I go into. And I kind of make a game out of it as a challenge for myself. And then when I do it, I feel really good about it. Yeah. And I think that's important. Again, not trying to cram Mm -hmm. the whole relationship. Yes. So that when I get in the car, I say, okay, I can close that folder up. I've done my networking. Mm -hmm. No, it it doesn't work that way. Right. Right. And then it also gives you that sense of accomplishment too, of there is a reason that I went to this event because none of us like to waste our time. You hate to leave an event going, man, that is an hour and a half of my life. I'm never going to get back, you know, but if you can walk out going, okay, I've got three great appointments set up in the next couple of weeks. I'm excited about this. And it really makes you feel like you've done something, you've accomplished something. And now you're really in the process because mm-hmm. it is a process. It it's is. not a one-off type yes. thing. Yes. And let's talk about that, maintaining mm-hmm. the network. You know, I think this is one of the most important things. And people ask me a lot, how have you built this network that you have, this extensive network that you have? And I do have an inordinate amount of contacts. I, I do. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that. But I think that there are certain things that we all can do to build that network and and to maintain it. And so a lot of it is going into it, that attitude of kind of what we talked about on the very first show, you know, networking is the cultivation of relationships. It's long-term. And so when you're going into maintaining your network, you want to make sure that you constantly continue to give, that, that you give of your time, you give of your energy, that you that you give of yourself, that you listen to people, that you check in with people and you stay in touch with them and find out what's going on. And that's where I love texting so much because it is so easy when somebody pops into my head to just go, you know, I haven't seen them in a while and just grab my phone and shoot a quick text message and say, hey, Rick, I haven't seen you in a while. I hope things are going great. I was just thinking about you today. I would love to connect over coffee sometime soon. We all love to get text messages like that. You know, I got two randomly last week from two people I hadn't heard from in probably a couple of months that just said, I was thinking about you. Hope you're doing great. We'd love to get together. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel good. Right. Mm-hmm. And no. that helps you to maintain. And that's part of that giving attitude. Relationships. Yes. Yeah. yeah just it off is. the cuff. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing is continue to be a good referrer and uh, send business people's way whenever you can. Don't go into it with the, okay, I've sent you two referrals and I'm not going to give you another one until I get two back. And there's a book that I love called The Go-Giver. And it talks about in that, that if you are keeping track, if if you're keeping score when you go into networking, then what you're really, what you really are is, it's like being a debt collector. You know, you're, you're keeping score on what you owe me. And we all know how we feel about debt collectors. You know, I mean, who wants to talk to them? We don't answer the phones when they call and, you know, things like that. It's a nuisance. So just be a giver, be a good referrer. Don't keep track. 
of, you know, I've given you two and you got to give me two back because most of the time that's not the way it works. Most of the time you give two to somebody and it actually, you get two or three that comes from somebody else. Well, and I think what you're telling us, and and again, I find this another key foundational Mm -hmm. element. And I see a lot of people, I, early in my career, I tripped on all this. It wasn't necessarily the accounting for what was going on, Mm -hmm. but the idea that when I go into networking, it is a process that's continuous Yes. It's building relationships mm-hmm. with people. It is. And I see a lot of folks, particularly small business people, mm-hmm. they may be very sociable, mm-hmm. very, but the idea is that I have this networking needs to become part of what who I am and mm-hmm. what I do yes. week in and week out. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny how people just sort of stumble on that. Right. They Well, I did a network. I did my one meeting for the mm-hmm. week. And I try to work with clients. I say, well, we need two to three Two to three weeks to yes. be out touching people and mm-hmm. the feedback, and then they'll call yeah. me. Well, what do I do next? Yeah, you know? the, and that's just the event itself. That's right. not the follow up and the maintenance of the relationship yeah. and all of that kind of thing. So yeah. it's a business process, folks. You've mm-hmm. got to build it into yes. who you are, and particularly. And another thing I want to mention that comes to mind is depending on the kind of business you're in, mm-hmm. uh, the importance of networking can be way up there, or it can be somewhat less. But right. every industry, every business I've ever come across. To some extent, even if you do business strictly with the government, you mm-hmm. need to be networking, building relationships. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Yes, well, we've I got agree. five minutes. Let's kind of wind this up. All right. Well, you know, one of the things that I want to hit is just protect your network. And what I mean by that is when you refer someone to someone else, that you make sure that that person that you are referring, who's providing this, the um, product or the service, is really a quality person and that they are going to deliver what has been promised. Nothing will make you look worse than a bad referral to somebody. And so really protecting your network. And what I mean by that too is, you know, sometimes we meet people and maybe they're good for a while and then life happens and they're not doing quality work anymore or, you know, they their focus has changed or something like that. It's really important to go to the people to whom you have referred them and say, hey, you know, at one time I did recommend this person, but I, I don't really recommend them any longer. They're not somebody I continue to do business with. If you're going to do business with them, do it at your own risk. You know, be very careful uh, because it it comes back on you. And so right. it is very important to pr- to protect your network. Make sure that you have vetted people before you refer them to somebody else. And if the quality of work does change somewhere along the way, and that does happen, that you, that you let your network know that is your responsibility. Yes. Does it take time? Yes, it does. Um, but it in the long run, people should have great appreciation. The times that I have had to do this, and I haven't had to do it a lot, but when I have, people have been so appreciative of me kind of giving them a warning about it and saying, you know, proceed at your own risk. I'll leave it up to you. Well, and that's definitely a maintenance item. And, yes. I, and I've got a situation personally right now, somebody I refer mm-hmm. and have referred a number of times. Yeah. And uh, I think part of it is they have growing pains. They've yes. grown. Uh-huh. So it's not like it's negative. It's not right. like they don't say the right things, do the right thing, or are broken the law. Mm-hmm. It's just that their business right now can't deliver. Mm-hmm. And when a client gives me feedback, that somebody didn't deliver, yeah. then boy, that hurts. And I it know does. it. Yes. Yeah. And that's part of, and that's just part of business. That's right. part of business. And you just have to learn how to kind of confront those things head on, be as fair as you can and as diplomatic as you can, but deal with it. 
part of maintaining that openly. network. Mm-hmm. What is. else? Let's talk about the, we've got a couple more things. Yeah, I want to be sure we get them in. Stick with your network. And what I mean by that is, you know, as small to medium sized business owners, we all have our highs and lows and we all have good times and bad times. It may be good times in business um, or it could be bad times personally. And when somebody is going through a personal thing that's very difficult and it is affecting business and things like that, it's easy to just kind of walk away and say, well, I'm just going to let them deal with their stuff and then I'll come back when everything is okay. And that's just really being a fair weather friend. Um, and, and I really encourage you to stick with people through the bad times because we all are going to have those and we are all going to have times that we need encouragement and we need those people who are going to surround us with love and support and say, you can get through this. I've been there myself, you know, if you have, and provide that support for them of, I know that you can get through this situation and I'm going to stick with you. I'm not going to ditch you at the side of the road until things get better. And uh, when you go through those highs and lows with your fellow business owners, your friends, the people that you're networking with and building these relationships with, people remember that. They remember when you have stuck with them and um, you will, in my, in my opinion, you will never be sorry when you have done that. Um, and, you know, in those cases, you're probably not going to get anything out of those people during those times, but that's one of those times that you're just, you're a giver just because it's the right thing to do. Well, and you should identify, hopefully you did when you brought them into your network, that they're good people. Yes. And so mm-hmm. they're worth sticking by because they're, they're going to yes. have a good business exactly. in the future yeah. once they get through the yeah. hard times. Yes. Exactly. Add to your network daily. What a way to close out Add networking to your overview. Network daily, yes. You know, it's every single day. Be sure that you are doing something to make your network bigger, better, and stronger. So, you know, whether that is attending a networking event, reaching out to somebody, scheduling a coffee to solidify a relationship, um, reaching out to somebody that you've had a relationship out that you've had a relationship with them for a while, but you haven't seen them in a little bit, checking in with them to see how they're doing. All of these things are so important. They don't take a lot of time. Um, For me, it's part of my morning discipline that I do. I have my very rigid three-hour morning routine that I do of getting up and having prayer time and quiet time and, and, um, you know, kind of planning out my day and that kind of thing. And and so, you know, around 7 o'clock every morning, I just bring to mind a few people that I'm going to reach out to that I haven't seen in a while or I need to check in with just to see how they're doing. And just shoot them a quick text message and just say, hey, thinking about you, want to see how you're doing. Let me know what's going on. It's as simple as that. It takes maybe five minutes out of my morning, uh, but it is invaluable to people. And it just continues to feed my network and help it grow and become better and better. Well, like I said, it's a process. Mm -hmm. And I can't thank you enough for coming in and teaching us and touching all the the cornerstones, building Mm -hmm. that foundation. It's all here. Ladies and gentlemen, I encourage you, if you missed any of this or if you'd like to listen to the whole thing, it's available online. This show will be posted on Wednesday, but we're going to put it all together without commercials in a podcast, be available in the next week or two, Mm -hmm. and we'll put a note out there to everybody that wants to listen to it, broken down into three segments as we have, about 20 minutes each, so it's easy listening. So, Stacy, again, thank you so much for coming in. And I want to give just a second... You've got a big event coming up. You're giving, uh, you're on a panel, I believe, with three people. I am. And tell us about this big event. 
Well, I am very honored to be a part of the VEL Institute, which stands for Veterans, Entrepreneurs, and Leaders. It is a local nonprofit founded by one of my NIA members, Terry Weaver, and it helps military people who are transitioning from military life into civilian life, puts them together with entrepreneurs and leaders in the community. Once a quarter, they have a keynote event, and I have been asked to speak on Thursday night along with Daryl Jones, who is a former Major League Baseball player and J.P. Lane, who is a Purple Heart recipient, and we're going to be speaking on leadership through adversity and how to make things happen as a leader even when times are hard. So I think it's a topic that applies to everybody, no matter where you are in life. It's this Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Holiday Inn in Shenandoah. There are just about 20 tickets left, so don't wait. Please go online and get your tickets. The sales close out this evening, but thank you for mentioning that. I appreciate it. And where to go online to the Bell Institute? You can go to bellinstitute.org. And you can get the tickets on there, or you can go to Vell Institute on Facebook. And Vell is V-E-L. Very V-E-L easy to remember. for Veterans, Entrepreneurs, and Leaders. It's a great nonprofit that's just right here in our backyard. And if folks want to re- reach out to you about networking, everything yes. networking, or one of your NIA groups, mm-hmm. what's the best way for them to contact I you? I would love you can You can call me or text me, 832-837-9975, or you can shoot me an email, Stacy S-T-A-C-Y, at networkinaction.com. And we are also on Facebook, NIA The Woodlands. Well, lots of information, folks. Yes. I hope you had your pad and pencil out. We're going to take our bottom of the hour break. Before we do, I want to let you know what's coming up real quick in the second half of the show. Uh, In our Did You Know segment, I'm going to talk briefly about now you see it, now you don't, inventory control. And I'll close out today's show with my one best consult tip of the week. What is the will and determination of your business? So please stay with us. We'll be right back with you. Business ideas and news you can use. Join us on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub Podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Does your company have needs that can be met by an employee who is dependable, hardworking, enthusiastic, motivated, cooperative, respectful, and punctual? Conroe Independent School District Special Education Department can meet your needs by connecting you with potential employees that have been preparing for a lifetime of employment. We have numerous individuals seeking paid and unpaid work experiences. If your company is interested in seeing how we can meet your business needs, call Conroe ISD Special Education Department to find the best employees for you at 936 709 7671. 
The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. It's all business talk on the Weekly Business Hour every Monday at 11 a.m. right here on Lone Star Community Radio. You're listening to the Weekly Business Hour. This is Rick Schisler, your host. I'm a Silver Fox advisor and also the founder of One Best Consult. And we're in the second half of our show today, and I want to do a little bit of a recap on our Soup to Nut series we just completed with Stacey Harris. Again, thank her for taking her time to join us for three consecutive weeks. Talk about everything networking, uh, but a synopsis about that. But before I do, I want to remind you that if you have a business here in the Montgomery County area, this is a great place to advertise your business, the weekly business hours. I'm always looking for good quality businesses to become part of our program and be a show sponsor. So if you're interested, reach out to me, Rick, R-I-C-K, at IRLoneStar.com. Love to have you as one of our sponsors of our program. Well, let's do a quick recap of uh, what I think are the central themes of what we talked about with Stacy. First of all, we, we talked about it's a process. Networking is a process. Every business has processes. You have accounting, bookkeeping processes. That's very appropriate. Today's April 15, tax day. So most of us, our tax returns are due today. We had a process all year keeping track of our books. Hopefully you did well. You recorded everything. So when it comes time to do your taxes, it's not such a burden. But networking is like that. It needs to become part of your business. Yes, you may have outside salespeople, inside salespeople. They should be doing network. But I contend that as the owner of the business, you always need to be networking yourself, maybe with a different group, hopefully with a different group than your salespeople do. But the idea is that you implement a process. The type of business that you're in dictates how important networking is. And I mentioned this briefly. Some businesses, it's critical. Main street businesses, mainstream businesses. But I understand there are certain kinds of businesses, say those that contract with the government, for say, or have a very limited number of customers. But you still need to do networking within the realm of where the people you do business work and where they do business. So networking is always going to be a part of what you do if you're smart and want to grow your business. The second thing is where. Where do I network? I have people ask me that all the time. We really didn't touch on that, but they're professional groups professional groups within your profession, in your industry. There are business groups such as Chamber of Commerces, always networking going there. A lot of folks sort of shrug their shoulder, Chamber of Commerce. Well, if you're selling to the membership, if you look at the membership role of the Chamber, and typically these are available online, and you see businesses in there that you either do business or should be doing business, maybe you need to join that Chamber, and maybe you need to put their networking events on your calendar. Another way is everywhere you go, there's networking opportunities, whether it's to church, to school, 
any kind of gathering of people. They're networking opportunities for you to network with people who potentially can refer you business or potentially can do deal with you direct. So networking is available to everybody, and it doesn't have to cost you money. Yes, certain groups you need to pay to join, but networking is something that everybody needs to build into their business model. And finally, how often? Again, I think that's dictated by the type of business you're in. Stacy mentioned a number two, three times a week. Some people do three to four. Again, it just depends where the main source of your revenue. If you're a sole practitioner and you're the business, or maybe just have two or three employees, but yet you're the main sales point for the business, you need to be networking a little bit more. You need to look for the best groups. Networking's a process. Some groups will work for you or your business or both of you. We all have personalities. One group doesn't work for you. It may work for me. It may work for my business better than your business. So you've got to, again, be in a process to locate and connect with the groups that work best for your business and then apply yourself, apply some of the techniques and characteristics that Stacy discussed and see what networking can actually do for you and your business. We're going to take a short break and we come back. I'm going to do a, a, a kind of an interesting segment, I believe. It's on inventory control. Now you see it and now you don't. Uh, so if you'll stay with us, we'll take this quick break and we'll come back and talk about did you know? Health Center Southeast Texas is a federally qualified health center. We accept Medicare, Medicaid, and most major private insurances. For our self-pay patients, we have a sliding scale discount program available. Our health centers have qualified providers and staff striving every day to provide the best quality of care to our patients. Services offered are family medicine, behavioral health services, telepsychiatry, and pediatrics. We have four area locations. Look at the Health Center Southeast Texas online at hcset.com. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at irlonestar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Not sure who to turn to when you have a problem in your business? Listen to the Weekly Business Hour on Lone Star Community Radio. You're listening to the Weekly Business Hour. Rick Schistler here, your host for the program. And we're to that part of the program where I like to put in a little bit of what I call, did you know, did you know this, did you know that, right? Uh, this is kind of being in the kitchen and making something happen, sort of down to the brass tacks of any business. And today I'd like to talk about inventory control. Uh, if your business has any kind of inventory, uh, an inventory can be uh, just cover the gamut. It's not just having a huge uh, stock of finished goods or raw materials. Uh, it could be you're in a service business and you have an inventory of parts and pieces that you use to serve. Inventory really exists even with office supplies, depending on how large your business is. But my expression for inventory is 
Now you see it, now you don't. Uh, inventory has a way uh, in small business particularly to kind of walk off. Uh, and I'm not pointing any fingers and I'm not going to get into uh, working, training, uh, enforcing your policies and procedures with your employees. But the point is inventory will walk off if you don't have control. You need some kind of basic control over your inventory. Now, if you have a heavy inventory of raw material, a large inventory of fixed goods, a lot of folks take regular physical inventories to account for those goods, uh, if nothing else, at the end of the year. So when they close out their statement, they can make adjustments on their balance sheet. But I think inventory, uh, I was taught uh, by some very wise people that inventory is a day-to-day thing. Uh, if you're short of inventory, it occurs on a daily basis. Now, it doesn't mean that inventory is walking out the back door on a day-to-day basis, but it's the day-to-day attitude of how you manage your business and what kind of process and procedures you have in place that help you, and particularly in this case, manage your inventory. Inventory loss is it happens on a day-to-day basis. It's down to how effective, efficient, how good you are at running your business. And your inventory control process and procedures are a part of that running your business process and procedure. And if you don't have good inventory control, if you don't have good process and procedures in place to just generally run your business, then you're going to have inventory that now you see it and now you don't. So my encouragement, if you've forgotten about your inventory control, take a look at it. The chances are, though, you have other areas in your business. If you don't have good inventory control, There are other areas in your business that are lacking and need your attention. My point, run your business. Create an attitude in your business that it is a well-run business. And I'm talking about operationally here. The day in and day out operation of the business is efficient. It's smooth. There's not a lot of excitement. There's no chaos. If you get what I'm saying, it's all about attitude and how the business runs. I can literally walk in a business in a very short time, get a sense of how that business is run. Not so much the detail, but I get a sense of it. And inventory control is one of the areas that I first look at for problems because it shows itself for some reason. Cash control and inventory control kind of jump up and they they kind of wave a flag and indicate the business is not being well run. So my encouragement is simple. Check your inventory control. Make sure it's working. If it's not, check other processes in your business. Get them all up to speed and have a well well-run business for you, your employees, and your families. Well, we're going to take our final break of the day. When we come back, I'm going to give you my one best consult tip of the week. This one, a little bit different. Uh, I entitled it, Will and Determination of Your Business. What is the will and determination of your business? So please stay with us, and we'll talk about that after the commercial break. Are you interested in learning more about preparing quick, healthy, and safe meals for your family? Would you like to spend time with others learning tips and tricks, along with practicing and tasting nutritious food? If so, the On the Road to Healthy Living Mobile Cooking School is for you. Call Amy Ressler at Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service at 936-539-7825 to find a class near you or volunteer to host a class. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? 
Check out ourlonestar.com slash sponsor for more information or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands-Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. It's all business talk on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. right here on Lone Star Community Don't forget Radio. to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. You're listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schisler, your host. It's our final segment of the day. And uh, before we start, I want to remind you that if you have a comment or want to talk to us, uh, it's real simple. Email. Just send it to one. That's one, the number one best consult at gmail.com. Send me an email. I encourage you because I love to hear from people, uh, whether it's a comment, uh, you know, constructive criticism, right? Put an emphasis on that, on the constructive part or you have a question about your business. That's what I'm here for. That's what we do at onebestconsult.com. I mentor, advise small business owners uh, throughout the area, in fact, throughout the country. So please reach out to us. Check us out at onebestconsult.com or drop me an email at onebestconsult at gmail.com. Let's talk about your business or talk about our show. Well, one of my favorite parts of the show is the, the One Best Consult tip of the week. I typically write a blog every week and then we talk about it a little bit on the air, and it always generates a certain amount of conversation, which I enjoy uh, that conversation, enjoy hearing about it. And this week I entitled it, What is the Will and Determination of Your Business? Now, some of you are sitting there and say, well, now what is will? Will What is willpower, will? Well, sort of. I have picked up the definition from Merriam-Webster uh, Dictionary, and will is defined, one of the definitions, the power to control one's actions, impulses, or emotions. And you think about it in your small business, your will for the business, the business will itself is control of the business. And that's what I'm really talking about. What is the will and determination of your business? What is the will of your business? What is the control of your business? Is your business under control? Are you controlling your business? And you are got to be sitting there, a lot of you, and kind of shaking your head, maybe scratching the back of your head, and you're saying, what in the world is this guy talking about? Well, what I'm talking about is our businesses that I see often uh, that are out of control. Uh, and this is not like a kid that's out of control or a government that's out of control or some other example. But if you have a business that's not being run smoothly, that is not running smoothly, maybe I should say it that way, 
then your business is out of control. And I will say the will for your business is such that you don't have control of that business. And this typically involves everything and everything uh, that's associated with your business. And everybody is what I really want to say that's associated with your business. You have to have control of your business. Folks say, well, that's a given. But think about some examples of a business that's out of control. I mean, think about it. You lose a large account. Is that an example of being out of control? Uh, A major failure with one of your products. Uh, Look at Boeing. The Boeing business is out of control with the the problems they're having with their 737 MAX version. It's out of control. Their business processes have failed. And now they're having to do major, major work to maintain their presence in a market. They're losing orders. They're losing confidence. That business got out of control, and that's what I'm talking about as an example. Now, determination, on the other hand, is defined as firm or fixed intention to achieve a desired result. Okay, we set goals in our business. We want to achieve these results. Well, determination to me is not the opposite of will of the will of the business being out of control. But you know what? You have to have those goals. You have to determine to take the business in a certain direction. And this all, again, boils down to having control of your business. If you set some goals, if you set objectives, and you communicate those objectives to the people involved in your business, your employees, your vendors, and your customers, people know where this business is going. You've determined, you've put a determination in place for the business, then the chances are you are not going to be out of control unless you don't maintain through your actions of the business, maintain the business. You know, at one time Boeing's business was in control. They had the largest number of orders they've had in their history when the year started or before these two accidents. They had the largest back order of business with the book of business is very important in that industry. They had orders for two, three, four years of production and longer in some of their lines. And now all of a sudden, because they're not running the day-to-day business properly and implementing their goals and their objectives through their workforce, through management, through their vendors, they're out of control. This can happen in small business even quicker. And I, unfortunately, visit too many businesses that may have a goal or may have an objective for the business or they may have a whole plan in place. But you know what? It's rare that if they've done the certain basic planning necessary to build a strong, everlasting business, that they are going to be out of control. It's sort of a hand-in-hand, and that's a kind of an aside comment. But you set your goals, you determine where the business is going to be, and then you implement your will to control it on a day-to-day business. This is all about building a strong and growing business for you and your family. I encourage you to take this approach. Well, we're going to close out. I encourage you first next week, 11 o'clock. Join us on Monday here, right here on IRLoneStar.com at 11 and all the other social media outlets, YouTube, and so on and so forth. We'll have another great show lined up for you. And I encourage you to check on the podcast of today's show. Again, it'll be posted on Wednesday of this week. If you missed something, you want to share it. I appreciate that. Encourage you to do so. And Most of all, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to the program, whether it was live or on the podcast. We're all busy in small business, so I appreciate you seeking education and learning that will benefit your business. Until next week, stay engaged. And as I always say, keep focused on what's important 
in your business. Thanks. Thanks for checking out this show on Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. This show is owned and produced by Lone Star Community Radio and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. For more information about the show, to be a guest or to sponsor, just contact the studio at 936-647-3776 to leave a message or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com.